I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM at 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we got a lot of ground to cover on the fastest 60 minutes of radio. As we attempt to help you slow things down just a little bit, divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense today. And uh, so much is going on, uh, starting very local. Obviously, a lot of eyes still uh, focused on the governor's primary race. Uh, We'll have some more information coming up on that uh, this afternoon. I think there'll be one dump this afternoon. I'm not sure how large that is going to be, however. I don't know if it will be enough to actually put a final call on the race. Uh, We may not get that until tomorrow at 3 p.m., where I think then uh, all the big numbers will will be locked in and and done. So we'll continue to monitor that uh, here on KSL News Radio. Uh, In fact, uh, earlier, uh, Dave Dejanovic uh, spoke with Jason Perry from the Hinckley Institute of Politics, our good friend and partner up there in much of our polling. And uh, I want to get just a little bit of what uh, Jason had to say uh, to Debbie and to Dave uh, earlier this morning as it relates to where we are in that Republican race for governor. You look at the difference between the two candidates right now, 10,929 votes right now. Uh, almost 40,000 of those outstanding ballots are still in Salt Lake County. So John Huntsman would have to get over 55 percent of all of those remaining ballots in Salt Lake County and pick up a few of these other votes that are still outstanding some of these other counties if he wants to win. And what we're talking about right now is does that even make make it so we would uh, have some kind of recount, which, just so you know, is 0.25%. If it's within that, you can have a recount. All right, again, that's uh, Jason uh, Perry from the Hinckley Institute of Politics, was on earlier with uh, Dave and Dejanovic. Great analysis is always coming from Jason, and uh, the numbers are, are uh, very positive for the lieutenant governor and uh, Deidre Henderson. Uh, in their bid, and uh, less good news uh, for the Huntsman campaign. But again, there still are some mathematical possibilities out there. And in all politics, uh, we know it isn't over until it's over, and all the ballots are counted. And as uh, Sherry Swenson has been reminding us, it does take some time, especially as uh, you're doing this all mail-in. you got to match up the signatures. you got to send back out if the signature uh, doesn't look quite right or if someone forgot to sign their ballot. 
And so we'll continue to monitor all of that here throughout the day on KSL News Radio. Uh, I want to do a lot of uh, connecting of the dots today. I hope you had a, a fantastic Fourth of July weekend and uh, had time to reflect on a lot of the things that make America most extraordinary, a lot of the things that we need to reflect on to make sure uh, we continue to be extraordinary in the future. And there's there's a lot to think about, obviously, as uh, we've gone through this very interesting first half of the year in 2020. Uh, I don't think anyone could have guessed that this was where we would be on July the 5th or 6th or 7th or 12th or 24th. Uh, there's so many things that were just uh, un, impossible to predict that we would have such a, a major impact in terms of the coronavirus, uh, civil unrest, economic challenges. All of those things have continued to add up, and it does create an opportunity to actually step back a little bit. Uh, and really think through some things. And we're going to try to do that today because there's, there's a lot that is going on uh, that we need to think about and we need to connect some dots and we need to get past the rage and we need to get to the reason and the process and the things that actually hold us together as a nation. Because if we lose that, then then really all is lost. Uh, there was a great uh, piece over the weekend uh, by David Brooks in the New York Times. He actually called it the national humiliation we need. And so he talked through some of those challenges we've been discussing as far as coronavirus, economy, civil unrest, and so on. Uh, and that that's actually not a bad thing for us as a country to sort of have to be jolted uh, into thinking and thinking a little deeper, getting past our, our narcissistic nature and some of the things that we do that are just very self-absorbed as opposed to connecting to the community and uh, to the greater good. Uh, but really interesting. Uh, this this struck me. He cited a, uh, a few uh, studies coming out of Pew Research. Uh, 71% of Americans are angry, angry about the state of the country right now. 66% are fearful. Uh, that's troubling to me. Uh, we'll, we're going to break that down just a little bit. Here's But here are the numbers that really struck me. Uh, a third of Americans are showing signs of clinical anxiety or depression. Uh, this is according to the Census Bureau. Uh, and this is a really sad statistic, one that we should definitely be talking more about, that drug overdose deaths surged by 42% in May. 42% surge in uh, drug overdose death uh, and obviously anxiety, stress, depression, discouragement, frustration, all of those things are, are uh, adding up. And we're going to spend some time on that today. Coming up at 1120 uh, our good friend Jenny Howe is going to join us. We're going to talk. Of, we're going to do a little mental health check in and check up, uh, and really look at how do we deal with a lot of these things. How do we deal with unmet expectations? How do we deal with uncertainty and stress? How do we deal with that feeling of suddenly now I really feel behind? You know, I, I had all these great goals and plans for 2020, and now I'm now I'm just hopelessly behind on all of these things. Uh, it's easy to get discouraged and frustrated. It's easy for our young people in particular. Uh, how are they dealing with the anxiety and the uncertainty and the unmet expectations? Uh, those are all things that we're going to get to as we go through the day today. And I may even convince Jenny to stay for an extra segment. But make sure you're with us at 1120. We're going to drill down into that and what that uh, what that really means. Uh, I think one of the other things that we've got to get to today, we'll do this in our last segment uh, we're going to talk about, one, just the complexities of history, uh, that it's just, it's very hard. People are complex, uh, and it, and people are, uh, especially over time and space, it gets harder to really understand all the dynamics of what, what is going on uh, or what went on. A lot of debate of late over 
statues and monuments and uh, founding uh, fathers and other great uh, leaders throughout history, and they're all complicated people. Uh, so many uh, people in the United States uh, tuned in over the weekend to uh, to watch Hamilton, and uh, we'll talk about that a little bit as well. Uh, our friend Scott Rasmussen weighed in on that. He had an interesting uh, view. He was one of the uh, la- he attended one of the last live shows of the original cast of Hamilton, so he had some interesting takes, both in terms of some of the uh, we'll call them the historic leaps of faith or uh, things that were just not accurate in terms of uh, what was in Hamilton, but more importantly. Uh, the lessons that all of us should take from it uh, that are are so important for us to to get to today. Uh, one thing I want to close out this segment with, uh, just in in uh, going back to David Brooks, uh, he talked about this challenging thing we have in this country right now that uh, we have this refusal on the part of a lot of Americans to think in terms of the social whole or what's best for the community or the common good of the public. Uh, we kind of each know what's best for ourselves, and that's the part of the fabric that is most troubling to me that seems to be rent or torn or fraying at the moment is are we able to put aside that rugged individualism that drives Americans? That is so important. If there was one takeaway from Hamilton is that all of these founders were incredibly driven, and sometimes they were driven by pure, good, authentic goals for a new nation. And sometimes they were motivated by uh, things that were purely political or for their own personal power. And guess what? That's how all people are. We all have things where we can be altruistic uh, and drive things forward. And there are times when we are just looking out for ourselves. And sometimes we're really selfless and sometimes we're really selfish. Uh, and our leaders have been like that throughout history. And the the real question the real challenge, I think, is if America is going to continue to play a significant role in the world, if we're going to continue to be a uh, a beacon of freedom and hope, uh, we have to do that by being able to come together around certain issues and to have tough conversations and to look at what can I do today to make a difference. And we're going to do that. We talk a lot about uh, the wrap-up of this show uh, where I finish every day was something that uh, came to me early on in the this show's history, uh, and that is to make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. And I'm going to challenge you right now to start weighing in over the 4th of July holiday. Just shoot us a quick text on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line, 57500, and just weigh in. Did you see something that inspired you? Did you say something or did someone else say something that uplifted you over the holiday weekend? And did you do something to make a difference or did you see or notice someone who did something to make a difference? So a good chance for you to see, say, and do and weigh in. We're going to share some of these as we go throughout the day today because I think this connection is what gives me great confidence in the future. We have lots of challenges. We have big time problems to deal with in this nation, uh, but I've never had more hope. And I'm going to tell you, I got a I got a call from Japan <laughs> late Saturday uh, and I got interviewed by one of the Japanese newspapers, uh, and Utah ended up being the feature. The reporter called to talk about President Trump and what's going on in the election in 2020, and we spent an hour talking about the people of Utah. Stay with us. We'll talk about that more when we come back. Stay with us. Also, Jenny Howe coming up next. We're going to have our mental health check-in, check-up, and check-forward. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. 
It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.